Will you please turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 6? I just want to get into the teaching. Exodus chapter 6. Where, the graduates of the foundation um, course, where are you? Will you please stand? Will you please stand? All the graduates, will you stand again? We just want to appreciate and celebrate you. Amen. That's amazing. That's amazing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a big thing you did. The certificate will be ready soon and you can pick up a certificate. Amen. Praise God. Please have your seat. Exodus chapter 6, we will continue our teaching. We're dealing with discouragement. And the reason I'm teaching this is, um, the reason why I'm teaching this is this. When people are discouraged, they stop believing. When people are discouraged, they stop believing. So, I'm trying to say it in a better way. When people are discouraged, they stop believing and gradually they become negative. So what happens to them is that if they were working on the project, they will either do two things. Either they stop giving their best thought to it. Either they stop giving their best to it or they will just stop dreaming altogether. And the reason why that happens is because they're discouraged. When people are discouraged, they stop believing. They stop believing that their marriage can get better. So you will see a couple that have challenges. And once a partner is discouraged, instead of putting the effort to make the marriage better, they are putting their effort into alternatives on how to escape the marriage. And the reason is simple because when people are discouraged, they just stop believing. And some of the people you know are good people, are kind people. And you wonder why they're not pushing the way they used to push. And the reason why they're not pushing the same way they used to push is simply this, because they have become discouraged. The second thing that happens when people are discouraged is this. People just stop caring. They just stop caring. People just stop caring. You see them, you know, you know they just stop caring. You know, they, they stop caring about themselves. They stop caring about the things they used to care about. And when that happens, it's a, it's, a, it's a very terrible thing. And one of the easy ways you know when someone discourages is this. What they used to really care about, what they were very driven about, they were very driven about a business, they were very driven about a relationship, they just stopped pushing into it i'm going to read to you today from exodus chapter 6 in verse 9 we're going to read the new living translation the new living translation yeah chapter 6 verse 9 can we read together one to go let's just get one to go so moses told the people of israel what the lord had said and they refused to listen anymore they had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. So when people become too discouraged, you, you see the fact that, they, you know, as it happened to you before, and I'm sorry, I said when people get very discouraged, they stop believing. As it happened to you before, you just get to a point where you do not want to pray about the issue again. And the reason why you don't want to pray about the issue again is that, you're prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and the kind of results you've seen is not what you're praying for and this can pertain this can pertain to a project maybe you're someone that you're working on funding or you're working on sales and you're prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and it has not just turned out the way you wanted and now you don't want to pray again maybe what it is is the fact that you really want to get married and that was at a point in your life and you've prayed and prayed and prayed. And all you've entered into is one time-wasting relationship to a heartbreak relationship. And you're just exhausted. And when someone says, let's spread our relationship, like, I don't want to waste my time. And why you say so is not because deep down in you, you still want it. But you're so discouraged because of all of the time and the effort you put into it. And the question I want to ask you is this, and this is the crux of the message. Do you still do you want to believe or you want to give up? I want to ask you a question. I know that you're discouraged about this, and discouragement is making you give up. I want to ask you a question. Are you going to learn how to overcome discouragement so that discouragement, 
So that anywhere time you find yourself there, you will have a formula, a principle that will make you jump over discouragement or you're going to let discouragement stop you, stop your dreams, stop your vision and destroy your life. Because if you can get this series of teaching we're doing about discouragement, you will master one thing. You'll say, okay, and I'll just backtrack a little. Would discouragement ever come? Discouragement would always come. The difference is this. Now you have a working spiritual formula that helps you overcome discouragement at every phase of life. You just know how to overcome it at every phase of life. And if you don't have that, you become the person that doesn't care, doesn't believe, always negative. And the reason is simple. You do not know how to overcome discouragement. Let's read the verse again. So Moses told the children of Israel, Exodus chapter 6 verse 9, what the Lord had said, and they refused to listen any longer. And they had, they, the Bible says, they had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. One of the things you must know is this, and this is, this is a very simple thing. This is a very simple, like the tech people will call it, they call it hack. This is a very simple hack. Every time you're discouraged, this is the way to fix it. Change the way you're thinking. Romans 12, 2 says the ultimate way. It says we're transformed by what? By the renewing. Renewing is the old English. The new word will be the, the changing of the way we think. Every time you discourage. Why? Because most times, the things that discourage you are out of your control. Watch this now. When you get discouraged about things that are out of your control, the only way to fix it is to change the way you think about it. The reason why is that there's no way you can fix what is out of your control. I'll say that again. Most challenges are out of our control. And that's why they're discouraging. The way to fix the things that discourage us and are out of our control is by what? By changing the way you think about it. Always ask yourself one question. How can I think about this situation in a way that it will empower me, it will become a lesson, that it will discourage me and cost me a lot of pain? You know, I was just, I was scrolling over um, social media just in between the service and I saw someone that had grown blind, almost totally blind. And the, you know, the lady was actually organizing a crusade. And I said, this is amazing. I said, even the fact that she had just lost her sight is not holding her back. And you know, you know what occurred to me? I said, and I said to myself, what is she thinking that makes her this way? And I'll tell you what came to me. She told herself, either I go blind, if I grow blind, and I don't do what I'm meant to do, I will still die. If I grow blind and I do what I'm meant to be, it's even a bigger glory because people are going to say, despite my limitation, I forgot about myself and did it. So what does that mean? If you have things that discourage you and you choose to fight it, if you choose to give up, you've just done whatever that person would do. If you choose to fight it, it's a bigger glory because it was like, despite the fact, watch this now, Despite the fact that she was a lady, that should have been discouragement because ladies don't strive in that space. Despite the fact that he came from a poor background, you know, because people from a background, poor background should not thrive in that space. Despite the fact that, despite the fact that he didn't have the capital, because people that have the capital should not thrive in that place. What should discourage you now become what? To become your what? Added advantage for you to celebrate. But it's the way you look at it. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Let's look at the story of Saul that, that went through a lot in the Bible and look at what we can learn from him. And you know, some of you, you're like, well, I'm not discouraged. I'm so happy for you that right now you don't feel that way. But I'm sure at some point, there'll be things that will come to you that'll make you learn this message. And if you're not discouraged, I'm sure that you have a brother, a sister, a friend that's going to come to you this week, not tomorrow, not, not so next week, this week, tomorrow. And it's going to say, I'm discouraged. Can you please say something into my life? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 1. How to deal with discouragement. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 1. We can read the message translation of the NLT, anyone that you have. You know, I, I want to make it very simple. Message translation says, since God has been so generous, let us, let us in on what he's doing. So I'm coming. It says, since God had so generously, um, let me just say that again. Since God has so generously, let us in on what he's doing. We are not about to throw up our hands and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. We refuse to wear masks and play games. Oh, wow. L let me go back a little and read something else here. I'll come back to this. Second Corinthians 11. I want to read this before I read 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 23. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 23. I'll come back before I read this one. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 11. Give me the, yeah, just change the translation to maybe the New Living Translation or the Message Translation. Paul says that, are they not servants of God? I know I sound like a madman, but I've served him far more. I have worked harder. See what it says. I have been put in prison more often. I don't know how many of you have been into prisons. Now, he was put in prison not because of his own personal things. He was put in, in prison because of the gospel. He says, I've been put in prison more often. I've been whipped times without numbers. I don't know how many of you can say you've been whipped times without numbers. He says, I've been whipped times without numbers. I've faced death again and again. Look at all those things. Look at the next verse. He says, this, verse 24. Five times the Jewish leader gave me 39 lashes. I've never been beaten before. Because you keep saying things like, nobody has had it as rough as me. Have you had it as rough as this? Verse 25, he says this, Three times I was beaten with the rod. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent the whole night and a day adrift at sea. 26, he says this, I have traveled on many long voyages. I have faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I have faced dangers from my own people, the Jews, as well as from Gentiles. I have faced dangers in cities, in deserts, and on the sea. I have faced dangers from men who claim to who claim to be believers, but are not. Keep going now. But are not. He says, I've walked hard and long, enduring many long nights. I've been hungry and thirsty, and have often gone without food. I shivered in the cold without enough to keep me warm. Do, do you see the kind? Because when Paul is talking about discouragement, it's easy for you to think that, what did he go through? Look at what he says. He says, I've been without food. I know you lost some money in business. This guy says, I've been without food. And now, his discouragement was a lot of what he faced. Because of the work of the Lord. And I'm saying it to you today because you can come. I don't want, the reason I'm teaching this is this. I don't want to get to a place where you are so discouraged and you just stop believing. And can I be honest with you? If you want to be honest, there are people that used to come to church and pray just like you are today that do not come to church again because they become so discouraged and it took a turn on them and they don't believe again. Yes or no? Yeah. And the difference is this. It's not as if discouragement doesn't come to everyone. They just did not know how to handle discouragement they just didn't know how to and the reason i'm teaching this is that i wish i can tell you that you will not get discouraged no discouragement will come knocking at your door it, as a businessman there are going to be times as a businessman you are going to be like who sent me like why am i doing business why am i not in paid employment you will get so discouraged about your business. You will get discouraged that people are not paying you. You will get discouraged that you don't have the clients you want to have. You will get discouraged that the economic and the taxes are too much and are burdensome to you. You will get discouraged about those things. If you are married yet, there are times you will get married. You will look at your husband, you look at your wife and say, did I ever marry a human being at all? All of you that are single, you are going to get so discouraged about dating. You will just say that, you know what? I will not get married again. 
You just be coming up and say, you know what, if this relationship, I'm not, you get discouraged. You get so discouraged that people will walk up to you and be like, you know what, I'm not doing this. I would rather be single and have peace of mind. And the reason I keep saying this is because discouragement has a way of just making you to stop believing. But ask yourself one question. If you stop believing at the end of your life, what kind of person will you become? That's the thing. And a lot of you are not able to pursue your passion. And the reason why you're not able to pursue your passion is because you've just stopped believing. You, you, you just stop believing. You're not putting yourself out there. You know, if discouragement makes you stop believing, and, and, and I can explain it over and over again. If you stop believing, what kind of person do you become if you stop believing? You become the kind of person that you don't dream for bigger things. You don't stretch for bigger things. You become very negative. And you give, children, you give birth to children that are very negative. When you stop believing, what will your future be like? What will you be the story you will tell your children about what you did with your own life? Fiodoli said something to me, and it really touched me. Fiodoli said to me, he's a pastor of the Hillsong Global Church right now. He said, every time I get this story, that something will not be done. I always remind myself, it is not always done until someone comes along and do it. If I don't do it right now, there'll be some other person that it will be tougher for, more difficult for, the person would do it or be my excuse. He said there will always be someone else that would do it, that it will be tougher for, more difficult for, he would do it and what would be my excuse? Some of you right now, people just think that you don't care. And it's not as though you don't care, but you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. You've, you know, you've been through, you've been through series of things that have turned you apart. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back quickly. So what do I do to get over discouragement? So the first thing is this. So we read the story of Paul. So let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want to give you a step-by-step plan on how to overcome discouragement. So, if you're discouraged, maybe about your business, this is a step-by-step plan on how to overcome discouragement. If you're discouraged about your finances, this is a step-by-step plan on how to overcome discouragement. Maybe you're discouraged because your background, there was a lot of abuse in it, there was a lot of shame in it. This is a step-by-step plan on how to overcome discouragement. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. How do I overcome discouragement? One of the things I said to you is that, which is the fundamental thing? I said to you this. I said, we can't change what we went through. We can't change the world we live in. But you can change the way you think about it. So, how do you change the way you think about it? I'll give a good example. Let's say you run a business and you made a mistake in investment and you lost 10 millionaires. Losing 10 million can really discourage you. How do you change the way you think about it? The way I tell myself is this. I said, you know what? I didn't lose 10 million naira. I used 10 million naira. I used 10 million to buy a 10 million naira lesson. Because there are certain things I will never learn except it happens to me. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So the reason why is that if I think it's a total waste, then it will pain me. But now that in my mind, I cannot recover the money, but I've changed the way I've thought about it. I've said that this is a lesson. Then I don't feel the pain as I felt before. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. And let me tell you the truth. Anywhere you lost money, if you look inside, there's a lesson. Uh, there was one story I was reading about one guy that made a big financial mistake for the company and the HR recommended that they should fire him. The boss re- wrote back, he said, if I fire him, will I get my money back? They said, no. He said, this guy I've just learned the most important lesson of his life that costed the company a lot of money. Why should it be now that he has learned the lesson will fire him? Glory to God. Second Corinthians 4 verse 1. See what the Bible says. Give me back the NLT, please. Yeah. What the Bible says. Yeah. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since God, therefore, since God in his mercies have given up this new way, we never give up. Watch what he says. He says, the reason why we never give up is because we are focused on God's mercy. Do you do you want to get do you want to get some encouragement? The way to get encouraged, this is the set of encouragement, is that focus on God's love. Every time you're discouraged, you are never focused on the fact that God loves you. Every time you're discouraged, because when you're focused on God loves you, you're focused on what God is doing. When you are discouraged, you are always focused on what is not happening, what is not yet done. I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a good example. I asked the lady, I said, ah, why are you very depressed? He said, I have nobody to marry me. I said, ah. He said, but you just got a promotion as a senior manager in your bank. He said, that's not what I'm talking about. Is it money I will marry? Ah. I said, but you just went on a holiday. He said, he said, he said, what will holiday for me going alone? And I laughed. I said, the major problem is this. And this is the reason why even the things you have, you may lose it. Why would you lose it? I said, you are forgetting all the things that are going well in your life. You are choosing to focus on what is not going well. And this is what it says. See, this Paul had just told us all these problems. You're saying that, ah, my mother died. You jumped. Listen, it's very painful that you lost your mother. I'm not going to underrate it at all. But you should be grateful that your mother did not lose you. Because no matter how the equation goes, you are the one meant to bury your mother. Yes or no? So, see Paul. Paul says, therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we'll never give up. So, what Paul did is that Paul has a perspective of focusing on the mercy and on the grace of God. Someone said, look at my bidding project. We don't have a lot of money. Is it not? You even have bidding projects. You don't understand? You even have bidding projects in this economy where people are looking for what to eat. You have bidding project. The reason why is that there's a way you underlook what God's mercy has done and you overrate what is not done yet. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm grateful that I've not spent money on malaria drugs this year. There are people that every month they don't bond them well, they'll go to hospital. If they don't go, their child will go. Your own case is not like that. Is that not enough to thank God for? Glory to God. That's the way. Glory to God. So, how do I get out of discouragement? So, the first thing is this. We stop, we become discouraged when we stop focusing and feeling the love of God. That's what I'm going to. We become discouraged when we stop focusing and feeling the love of God. So, why do we stop feeling the love of God? Because we stop focusing on it. How do we stop focusing on the love of God? We stop looking, we start looking at life through what has not been done that God has promised instead of focusing on what God has done. So, you forget that this year you had a promotion. You forgot that this year you almost had an accident that killed you, but you were not there. You forgot that this year something happened, but God saved you. You forgot all of that. What you focus on is the Canadian embassy that rejected you. And you focus on that until it causes you pain. You forgot that when the Canadian embassy said no, that was the same month someone sent you a big amount of money. That was God's encouragement to show you that I'm with you. Are you here? So when people get discouraged, you when you listen to them, you will see that either conscious or unconscious focus on what God has not done, either conscious or unconscious focus on what is not happening. I mean, I, I, I talk to some single mothers and they will tell me, ah, and, and they're complaining about how they are single and lonely. And I said, excuse me, you live in Ikoi. There are single parents I know that live in the slum. I'm not saying that your loneliness is not an issue. But can we start with some Thanksgiving here? That God has made for you. I know single mothers that have to sleep around to take care of their child. That you are not like that. That God has raised you up to a place where you are sustainable. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Look at that verse again. I want to look at the verse because I want to see the big 
things that Paul went through. You say they're not paying me enough. You even have a job. A lot of people will get your job without pay. And they will kneel down and be extremely grateful. Second chapter verse 1. It said, therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. So the reason why we never give up is this. We are focused on his mercies. So you need to ask yourself, and this you need to ask yourself, am I truly focused on his mercies? You know why? The more I'm focused on his mercy, the more I feel his love. The more I feel his love, the more his love manifests. The more I don't focus on his message, the more I don't feel his love. The more I don't feel his love, the more his love does not manifest. You know why? Whatever I focus for, whatever I focus on expands with time. Whatever I focus on expands with time. Whatever I focus on expands with time. Whatever I, so when I focus on mercy, I see God's mercies. When I focus on what is not done, then what is not done multiplies in my life. Whatever I focus on expands with time. You're saying, ah, how long will I be single? Are you not happy? You are not in a marriage or you're unhappy. I spoke with someone and the marriage lasted two months. I know someone sent me a message. Their marriage lasted five days. You know, there are stories I hear. Even me, I think that, is this African magic? How can the marriage last five days? The guy just came from the US after five days. They had arranged, arranged, arranged. Come, 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 come. After five days, ah, I made a mistake. I married you. Went back to the US. And that was it. Someone, one of my, one of my close, very close childhood friends. I said, where is your husband? He said, let me tell you a story you don't believe. I said, really? He said, I woke up in the morning. I went to work. He went to work. I got back at night. My close friend, childhood friend, not close, but childhood friend. He said, I came back in the evening. She came back in the evening. Where's my husband? I didn't see him. Ah, worried. Call, 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 call. I couldn't sleep. Well, I left it. Next morning, call, 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 call. Phone is off. Another afternoon, call entered. Where are you? He didn't pick. I got a message. How are you, my darling? I've moved on. As I speak to you, I'm in the US. Just forget you had a husband. I've moved on. He said, since that day, I have not been able to... It looks like, let me tell you, if not, it's someone that we grew up together as a child. I would think the story is not true. And you are complaining that you don't have a husband. What should she say? Does she have a husband? You say, God, I thank you for preventing me from that kind of man. Glory to God. I say, Glory to God. I say, Boy, what was it? But my husband divorced me and cheated. But you have a child. There's something that comforts you with love from that relationship. So let's go on. Let's go on. When you focus on, this what happens when you focus on God's love. When you focus on God's love, you will not allow yourself wallow in failure. You know, you know, when you focus on God's love, you will not allow yourself wallow in failure. You will not have to, this is a beautiful thing about family. When people really love you, you can be yourself. When people really love you, one of, one, the, the most cherished relationship I ever have in my life. It's a relationship that I don't have to pray. You are not coming to me to pray, to ask for counsel. We're just there talking about nothing. Because the kind of life I live, every time people have access to me, they're always wanting prayers, wanting this, wanting cancer, wanting this. You know, they're always, even when they say, let's go for lunch, that lunch always has an agenda attached to the agenda. You know, so I'm always very ready. You know, so if I just say, let me just lie down, nobody wants to lie down. They just want that kind of thing. And I mean, that's the kind of life I've chosen. It's okay. But the question is, but what kind of relationship? I just love people that are like, hey, nothing. Why do you come? Nothing. I just came to check on you. And truly like that, they came and they went. Oh, wow. That's so nice. You know, the, not why, because those relationships really love you. The power of love is this, I can be myself. The power of love is this, there's something about love, knowing that the person behind me 
got me. And that's the power of focusing on God's love. You need to know that God has you. It doesn't occur to you yet. God has you. Tunebali, come. Come quickly. I wanted someone big, so I found him. This is the power of God's love. Put your phone in your pocket. I, I need your hands to be free. Just make sure I don't fall, no matter what I do. You know. That's how God wants you to live. Not that you will fall intentionally, but knowing anytime you fall, God has what? Anytime I what? God what? Has me. You know, he's getting tired, but God doesn't get tired. Praise God. This is the beauty of knowing Jesus. If man is catching you, see, he's already panting. I was looking for a strong brother. He's already going, ha, 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 ha. But, but do you know who God is? God doesn't get tired. No matter how messed up your life is, just all you have to do, just fall, God has me. You have a divorce, just fall, God has me. You lost money in business, just fall, God has me. Praise God. You know, all the ladies are so afraid. I don't want to, I'll be single, I'll be this, I don't want to make a mistake. Just calm down. All you have to do is just, just fall, God has you. this is the power of God's love you know what the Bible says in in John it says behold what manner of love it says behold what manner of love it doesn't matter who wants to attack me if this big strong guy you know this big strong guy this guy here if he's with me and you want to attack me this person has me do you know what it means to go shopping and the person that invites me to go shopping is President Bola Ametunumbu. Do you know that no matter where I go, there's nothing I cannot point to? Because it's not about me, it's the person that has me. Can you be conscious of the person that has you? And when discouragement comes, things want to discourage you, make you feel tired, I remind myself, he, he, he has me. He has me. I know I lost 10 million, but what? He has me. I know my marriage is struggling, but what? He has me. I know he broke my heart, but what? He has me. Stop behaving as if he doesn't have you. The way you cry after breakup. He's almost as if you don't pray. He's almost as if you don't have a heavenly father. Ah, I'm finished. Ah, Bio did this. Hey. Hi. Hi. And I invested three years, three years, three years, one, two, three, 36 months. Oh, hey, 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 36 months. Oh. He has you. You know, you know the thing? He knew before you said dating him, he will break up. And he planned that when he breaks up, he will catch you. He has you. Calm down. He has you. He say, hey. If I don't get the 20 million, I will lose, I will lose the contract. He has you. Before you even got the contract, he knew you'll be stuck. And he says, I have you. Look at Job. When they said everything they said, God showed them. He said, your friend was saying all nonsense. He said, I have you. You know the problem? The problem is that we've never sat down to think that he has me he has me he does human beings he's panting he's tired he's exhausted human beings are limited but God has me question do you realize God has you why are you crying why are you worried why are you overwhelmed why are you bothered? Why are you so? Why are you going crazy? I, I, 
I know, I know you lost your mom. I know you lost your sister. I know it didn't happen the way you planned it. But it doesn't have to happen the way I planned it. I don't have to fall perfectly. I can fall sideways. He has me. I can fall. Oh, he has me. That's it. That's it. Because it's his job to come to where I am. If I fall this way, he has me. Man is limited. It's man that goes, oh, God is everywhere. If I fall sideways, he has me. If I fall forward, he has me. If I fall backward, he has me. Stop living your life as if the Father does not love you. Stop living your life as if the Father is not there for you. Stop living your life as if you're alone. Choose today to focus on the love of God. No wonder Paul, I read to you all that Paul went through. And Paul's conclusion was this. Because of the mercy you've shown us, we would never give up. Praise God. And this will make you love Jesus more. This will make you love Jesus more. If you're far from Jesus, you need to be close to him. Because he has me. Can I be honest with you? To become a full-time pastor was a very difficult decision for me. But the only reason I made the decision, I said in the earlier service, was because he has me. Some of you, can 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 I go to another area? Some of you, you know the reason why you don't tithe or give? Because you don't believe he has you. You just struggle. You feel as if if I hold it. And God says, trust me with your money now. This 10% bring, trust me. He has me. Let's read that verse one more time. Thank you, sir. Let's read that verse one more time. And that's why I'm grateful that some people carry their God in their pocket. My own God carries me. You know some people, they carry their God in their pocket. Some people build house for their God and put their God inside. No, sir, my own God builds me a house. Some people carry their God in their own pocket. My own God carries me. So, how do I get over discouragement? By focusing. See, I, I can't promise you that tough times will not come. But I can promise you that whatever times come, His love, His grace, His support will be there for you. Someone says, but where was God when my father abused me? It was God that made sure you survived those days. Because some people never survived the abuse. Someone said, when was God when I was raped? It was God that made sure you were raped and you didn't have HIV. The reason why is that every story has a messy side. Every story has a danger side. What side of the story are you focusing on? So, when someone goes through a rape... Every story has a messy side. Every story has a hurt and pain side. The side of the story you focus on will determine what you feel. So let's assume you were raped. Rape is a terrible thing. I know that. But it is this messy that I got raped but I didn't get HIV. It's this messy that I got raped and I didn't get pregnant. I will have had a child for someone I don't know the father. It is messy. The pain side is like, why was I the only one they raped? Why was I the only one they picked? That is the pain side. I'm not saying that anyone is, it's easier, but which story do you focus on? If you focus on the pain side, you will feel a lot of pain. Every story has a messy side and a pain side. Every story has a messy side. The messy side is where God shows up for you. It's where it doesn't consume you. Every story has a pain side where it really hurts. I understand that you lost 20 million, but the pain side is that I lost 20 million. I I lost the business, but the messy side is this. I lost 20 million. It was very tough, but that was the biggest lesson of my life. With all I've been through, I've come back, I've built another business, see where I am. It was his mercy that when I lost 20 million, I didn't commit suicide. Because suicide, that thought came to me. Three times I went to buy sniper, wanted to drink sniper. People that lost less have killed themselves. It was his mercy. Even one time I drank sniper, it did not work. 
I didn't know why it did not work. It was his mercy that did not make it work. It was his mercy that in that period, I was able to gather myself together. Look at where I am today, three years after this story. But the pain side is that I lost 20 million. My life is finished. This and this and this. And the side of the story you stay on, the time is what your life will become. Every story, remember today, has what? A messy side and a pain side. The question is that what side do you want to be? Most of us stay on the pain side. Hey, move to the messy side. Leave the pain side. Move to the messy side. Leave the pain side. Move to the messy side. Leave the pain side. Move to the messy side. My husband is this and that and this and this, but he's also a provider. That's the messy side. There are people that their husbands are horrible, and with that, they are not providers. My wife is this and this and this and this and this. There are some people there, the wife is all that. What's that of story? Oh, my parents are this and my parents are that. My boss is this and my boss is that. There's a messy side. I know your boss is very mean and very tough. But the way he loves you and he trains you, if you work in a place where you are paid more, can you get that kind of training? And as human beings, we have the tendency to drift towards the pain side because the flesh like whatever, the, the flesh like misery and misery likes company. You must always remember this, though, that the things you complain about is someone's testimony. Think about that one first. Let's, let's, let, me, let me look at the light while you're thinking about that one. I'm telling you. You're complaining that I don't have money to finish the house. Your age mate have not bought land. The reason why you're complaining that you are thinking on the pain side not the mercy side. That Lord, I've received mercy to build house. Are, are you here? Uh, someone said, let me tell you something there. Everyone that you think you deserve what you get, just remember, you have also done things that you don't deserve. That you should make you not get it. Hallelujah. You know, the, the thing about love is this. When you focus on God's love. So one of the ways you get out of this is just choose to focus on God's love. I'm saying so because if there are people that are discouraged here today, just to focus on God's love. Always say to yourself, he loves me. He's got me. He loves me. He's got me. Look at the verse again. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given up this new way, we never give up. Paul says, this is the secret why I never give up. Because I'm focused on this mercy. This mercy in his new way. We'll never give up. I know. He got me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to be able to ask a question that will close the service today. I want to be able to ask a question. Maybe you're going through something tough. Maybe you're here because you're really discouraged. And, you know, you're like... You know, I, I, I'm just going, my heart is bubbling. I, I've lost somebody, maybe someone online, I've lost somebody, I've gone through this, and it's just tough. Where you just raise up your right hands. And if you need in our church, in the fourth service, we kind of make it a bit interactive and speak into real life situations. And sometimes that's the way we get to apply the message in a very practical way. My dream is to really help people as a pastor. So I don't just want to preach over their heads. I want to bring the word back to where they are. Praise the Lord. Maybe you're going through something right now. Maybe you want to ask for somebody else. Just raise up your right hands. Um, if there's no other person, we'll just go ahead and pray. Praise the Lord. Raise up your right hands. Maybe that's why you came today. You've seen the videos. And yeah, I just need to say this right now. Hallelujah. Anybody? Quickly. Anybody with the man? There's someone... There's someone over there. Are you raising up your hands? If you're, if you're not sure, it's okay. You don't have to, you know. Anybody raising up their hands? Just, okay, there's, there's someone over there. Yet, yeah. Please, if you're raising up your hand, don't make it difficult for me. Just raise it above your head so that I can see, yeah. Okay, let's give it to the lady with the, with the golden hair, yeah. Okay. There's a lady with the golden hair there. Praise the Lord. Is the microphone on? Can you help me turn on the microphone? 
All of you online, okay. I hope this will bless you. You can send a comment. Hello. And listen, if this blessed you, you can always post a comment on social media, share with your friend so that they can go back and watch. The message is on YouTube. You can forward that to your friends. You can take the link. Please, if you can put the link on the screen, you can copy out the link or put it on my status or something like that and share with your friends so that all of your friends, some of your friends are lonely in Canada and they need this message. Some are in London, Australia. A lot of people need this that scratch about their marriage, scratch about things. They need it. How many of you know someone that needs this message right now? You know someone like that. Wave your hands. That's great. Don't just know them. I want to get the link and send it to them personally. It's if you just go to Harvest's TV, the message is streaming. Get the link there and share with them. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Um, How I have are you some, today? I'm very well, sir. Exactly. I have someone close to me. Okay. She, she lost her mom at a tender age. Yeah. And then was left with family members. But one way or the other, they've been misbehaving and whatnot. What's been misbehaving? The family members. Okay, what about misbehaving exactly? They really didn't take care of her. They didn't take so care of speak. her, okay. Um, well, some, the person that was in charge, that was responsible for her, really didn't take care of her. Okay. Now, along the line, she was molested. Okay. And then became pregnant. Okay. The child, as she tried to get rid of the child, but it didn't work. It didn't the child work out. came. And now the child has a health issue. She has, she, she has started school. So what is your question? School. Now, how do you encourage that person? Because she had started school, had to go back, and she's in school trying to make ends meet, then also with the child and the health challenges. So there are days that she has meltdowns and all of that. Try to encourage her, but... I, I'll tell you something. It's difficult for you to tell me how to encourage her. The reason why is that... I need to know more information. You know, the things you know are the things you know. But if I see the person, I would discuss. But I will give you a general guideline. So the first thing I would say to her is this. Um, so she's alive and she has a baby that is alive but has a health challenge. Yes. I'm going to say to that, you need to be grateful that 12 years are alive. What about if she died and she left the baby? No, tell me. Yeah, I understand because I've tried to tell her that. No, no, no. The, the, the thing is that, the thing is, you don't have the power to change people's mind. You need to know that. Yes, you sir. have the power to suggest. That change of mind is personal. Because she could be like, hey, I could have also died. Oh, why do you say that? So I'm going to say to her that, first of all, if you had died and the child was alone, the child would have been a write-off. So one thing you have to be grateful for is that you have the life and the strength to be able to even support the baby right now. And I'm saying this to you because every story has two sides. What you have to do is to look for the messy side of the story and what, and not the pain side. The reason why she's really down is that she's living in the pain side. The pain side is that she, what do you call it? She has a child outside wedlock. Then secondly, let me tell you what she'll be grateful for. What's your name? My name? Yeah. Tolu. Have you supported that financially or otherwise before? Yes. You have? Yes. She should be grateful for you. Because what has she done to deserve your friendship? Someone that is not your family that can support you financially. She's someone that is not your family. My family. Oh, it's your family. Okay. Someone that it's but even the family, you still don't have to do it. Not everybody carry family on their head. So someone that is supporting, someone that is lenient. So when he said the whole of the family is not in there, but you are part of the family. That's not you see now that narrative is from the pain side because you said the whole of the family. No, I didn't that's why I rephrased that. Okay. The person that was responsible after her mom died, yeah. the person they handed her over yeah. to didn't okay. do what she was. And the third to thing do. is this. The third thing is this. The pain side is to say the person not do what the person is meant to do. Do you know if the person was resourceful enough to do what he's meant to do? Resourceful is not money, it's state of mind. There was a service here when one girl said, I can never forgive my mom. She left me at six months and went away. You remember the service, right? And I asked her, I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 40. No, 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 no. I said, she's 25 or something like that. I said, how old is your mom? He said, my mom is 42. I said, that means your mom had you at 17. I said, even me, that I'm your pastor. If I have a child at 17, I will run away. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Sometimes you keep thinking it's about you. It's not about you. It's about them. 
When people break up with you, it's not about you. Brother can have issue. You know what I'm saying? What did I do? It's not what you do. What did he do? So the reason why I'm saying so is that, number one, there's a message side of the story. What's the message side? Although the primary giver was able to give it to her, there are people like you that God has raised in her life and can she be grateful for you? Then the second thing is that she thinks that the person not take responsibility for her and that's a perspective because she's thinking it's about her. So that will cause her pain that why didn't you help me? But if she begins to understand that it's not really about me, maybe the other person also had what they were dealing with, she will release some of her pain. So how do you want to encourage her? That's your question. The question is that you need to teach her to live on the messy side of her story more than the pain side of the story. What she's merciful for, number one, she's a life taker of the child. That's the first thing. Number two, she has people like you in the family that can carry her burden and support her. If you were not there, her life would be worse, her life would be more painful, her life would be more difficult. Is that not true? Yes, sir. That's true. She needs to be very And you know the beautiful thing? The more she stays on the messy side, messy begets messy. She will have more messy stories. That's the most beautiful thing about this thing. The more you stay on the messy side, she will have what? More merciful stories. Praise God. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Someone else wants to share? Yes, go ahead. Hi, good evening. Uh, good afternoon, Chad. Good afternoon. I, I would love it if it's your own story because when it's it somebody is. else, we always have to interpret, interpret, interpret. We don't know what is going on. Yes, please. Yeah, it's my story. Yes, um, please. So currently, I'm, I'm a lawyer for a living. You're what? I'm a lawyer for a living. Okay. I'm currently in a situation where I have to make a decision and I've been very discouraged as to what position to take on this and I'm hoping that you can give me some guidance. So what are you discouraged about exactly? As to whether or not I fight for this situation or I let God fight for me. I don't know what, I don't know what that means. So I'm trying to figure out whether or not I take something into my own hands or I just trust God to I don't know. deal with it. I don't know. Because I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so... You know, it's like telling the doctor, I have, I have temperature, treat me. I say, okay, wow. Well, um, it can be a million things. Okay, so... Um, you don't have to tell me the details, yeah. but tell me enough to able to help you. Yeah, I don't need to know the details. Even in house, I don't know the details, you know, trust me. You know, because then I have something to pray about, which, you know, uh, yeah, you know, so... It helps you not to know the details, so tell me, yeah. So, okay, in a nutshell, the details are... Um, you don't have to you just tell me enough to help, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, So, there's a wrongful um, termination. Okay, wrongful termination. Of a contract. Okay. And the contract is of a very, very high value. A high value. But the person behind the contract is trying to play God because of his position. Okay. As in, trying to play God in the situation because yeah. of his position. Um, and I basically, I'm in a position to... So, why are you, why are you discouraged? You say it's a wrongful termination. Why is it wrongful? Because of the actions that have been taken. What action is that? At least we can know that. We, yeah. What action is that? Why is it wrong for? They didn't have the right to terminate your appointment. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so why did it, Why was it not right for them to terminate the appointment? Because they didn't follow protocol. They and it was because I legally defended them in a way that they was not comfortable with. Okay, so they were not comfortable. Okay. So, so, so they didn't follow the process to terminate your I appointment. I followed the process. No, they didn't follow the process to they terminate your appointment. They didn't follow the process. So okay. I followed the process as a lawyer, as what I'm supposed to do because of my job. Okay. But just because of ethics, I had to follow the process in that particular way. But they were unhappy that I documented everything because it made them look really bad. Okay. And as a result, they did what they did. Okay. So what are you discouraged about right now? As to whether or not I trust in God to just leave it or I take a legal What does it mean you trust in God to leave it? To not take legal action. Is it? So when you trust in God, it means you don't take legal actions. I always get worried that when I'm in situations, because I have an advantage, I'm always, I feel like sometimes I'm playing God's role. By no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Because remember that the legal process was created by God. Okay. And it was given, arbitration is God. The Bible says there's no power that is not from heaven. That means even your president, it derives its power from God. So, you can go ahead. I don't know, that was why you discouraged Because I don't see what is discouraging you there. You know, it's the fact that should I use a legal system or not, you know. If you think you have enough to pursue it, and you have enough case, pursue it. I have more than enough and I know the exactly. damage so that Exactly, so I think cause. you should go ahead and pursue it. I don't think it okay. has, pursue it and pray about it. I don't think... It, you know, anything, 
Yeah. I don't see anything. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Can we take one more? I want one case of real discouragement. I want someone one case of I've not gotten any case of real discouragement. You know, I've given a I've given an opinion on a legal advice and I'm not a lawyer myself. You know. Okay, there's someone here in yeah. They're, they're, yes. They're, okay. If we can finish it, we may come to you. Yes, go ahead. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. I'm 26, and I was born in orphan. Like, my dad died, I think, when I was six months pregnant. And your dad died when you were six months pregnant? Yes. What, what's your name? Ifeolua. Okay. And my mom, immediately I was born. So my What mom, happened to your mom immediately you were born? I don't know. She died after I was born. She died. So. You don't know or she died or you're not sure? I was a baby. I mean, I, they said when she gave birth to me, she died. Okay. So who raised you? My mom's senior brother. Okay. So living as... He trained me and... Did Just, you go to university? Yeah, by myself. I went to Yabatek. Okay. So, growing up with him, with just one word that you don't have a family, you just have to pursue by yourself because no family, just him. None, if we were three. I'm the last one, but no, nobody, just him. So, he died 2017. Who died? My uncle again. That your uncle also died in 2017? Yes, oh, but wow. before he died, he asked me, I went to, after I finished my college, he was like, he doesn't have the capacity to send me to university. That what did I want to do? Initially, I wanted to be a nurse, but there's no, he's not buoyant enough to, so he said I should think about what other thing I can learn that can help me. So I said I want to be a fashion designer. It stood by me, I learned, I finished, but still no family, just him. So after I learned 2016 at Ogun State, it was like, okay. I said I want to go to school. He said, by then he's, he's already sick. So he said, no, so I have to leave. I left Ogun State, I came to Ikorodo. I strive hard, I did another training. I went to school hall by myself. I did PT at um, Yabatech. I studied fashion, industrial fashion design at Yabatech. I finished 2020, but before I could graduate at my end, he died. So I was just left alone. I, never, I was never discouraged. I kept working. You were never discouraged? Yes. I kept working and working and working. I was saving. I started working at I where mean, I am I now. Yeah, in a story, do you have a problem? Did you hear her say, I never got discouraged? Like, there are legends amongst us. Like, she, she has all the opportunity. Do you know that she, she doesn't know, she's never experienced a fatherly hug before, that's what she's saying. Not a motherly hug. You know, the beauty of the stories we hear is that sometimes when you hear people are going through, you will know that, hey, I'm just being spoiled. Yeah, tell me. I'm listening. I started working where I am right now since 2017. So what is what is what do you want to really what do you want to speak into today? Your message this morning actually made me cry because God has been faithful to me. I lost everything I worked for since 2021 after I finished because I was doing pity. I was, it was a part time. So I was working, I was paying my school fees, so I never have a savings through how all my hand is in school. So when I, when I finished 2020, I went back to where I was working right now. Fashion is it's a fashion company. And my boss is so kind to me. She mm. has, I saved that number as God sent because since 2017, 
She has been the pillar. She never knew me from anywhere. She just employed me. I applied online and she, since 2017, she has just been there. My salary has been so good to me to, to pay my school fees and save. I bought my first machine, second machine, 2019, through that work and still saving. It's as little, but God has been faithful. So moving back to 2021, that I'm done with school, then my family, few of my family recognize, okay, this girl is doing well, she's working, she's not living a wayward life. They started coming. I should further, I said, if I should further more, I slept in an uncompleted building for four years just to finish my school. So nobody, none of you can decide what my life will turn out. So I said, for now, I'm not going for any that. Let me just save up and pursue this fashion because that is the life like I've chosen. So 2021, So just have one more minute. One more minute. I want to tell me, there's a reason why you're attending all, me all of this. Yes. Tell me that particular reason so right 2021 now. 2021 and 2022, I save up like a millions of naira. So, my someone came to me about that I should do a traveling stuff and all. I prayed towards it, and this year, September, supposed to be the just to go abroad and everything. I submit my CV, I submit everything, I submit my documents. September supposed to be the time that my visa was supposed so what to happened? be out. I lost it. You lost it. And that's why it's discouraging you. Please tell me your name again. Feolua. 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 The pain I'm actually feeling right now is not just the money because I'm a prayerful person. Yes, what's the pain? The pain is the money. Before moving before moving all I have, because right now I have, like, before moving everything I have now, I've always looked up to Vicky James, that, because she said there's a program we're supposed to, a professional course that costs about $500,000. So as I last year, I was thinking that, okay, let me even go for the class. At least that will boost up my fashion career. But I don't know how just so you the pain is that I should the have money, used the money you should have used the money to do that then by now. so first of all let me sum this for one this is the first thing I want to say to you God has brought you this far to leave you you listen <laughs> if you know you're so blessed you know how many girls I know that have parents that don't have a cover to their name Do you know how many girls I know that don't have a cupboard to their name? And this is what you have to remember. This is what you have to remember. The thing is, let me tell you why you feel pain right now. You feel pain because you thought, I've lost money. First of all, you've learned wisdom. And maybe, can I tell you something? Maybe the person that was meant to do traveling for you, you are meant to go there and be a prostitute. What would they have done? There are people that get to Italy and they thought they were doing travel document for them. As soon as they enter, they seize their passport. They say, work for 10 years. Make 500 euro every night. By sleeping with 10 men, then you pay me my share. Could it be that that was what God was saving you from? The reason why is that there's a pain side. I lost money. But there's also a messy side. Could God be saving me for this? Then the second thing is that look at your life. No father, no mother. See how far God has brought you. Your nickname should be Eze Bube. See how far you brought me. That should be your nickname. That if you know what, Eze Bube. Uh, that, that should be your nickname. And let me tell you something. That if I were you, I would tell myself, the God that has started with me will not finish right now. If you attend this church, I always say something. God is not a Nigerian contractor that does half job. God does not say they've not paid us. The money has finished. You do the road halfway. No. 
Whatever God started, he has finished it already. And that's why I know all you have to do that, Lord, you don't understand. When you were a child, when you couldn't help yourself, no father, no mother, God raised somebody. Is it now you can help yourself that God will not give you extra push? So what you have to do is to focus on the message. And let me tell you, if you made millions and millions, you will make it again. And you make much more. How do you feel right now? Better. Better. And you attend the Vicky James course. Because Vicky James is going to give you for free. Vicky James, where are you? Come, stand up. Vicky James, come. Are you giving that a scholarship or not? Yeah. Tell me. Look into the camera. Look into the camera. I'm definitely giving her the scholarship. Yeah, definitely scholarship. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. She's coming to give you a big hug. Go, 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 go. Go. I love tears of joy. I want to be part of that hug. I have to be part of that hug. Where's the hug again? Let's do the hug again. (laughs) Why are you crying? That's amazing. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Please, you can go back to your seat. We'll find a way to just link up after the service. And, and you know, like I said, um, yeah, all of us are teary right now. <laughs> wow. You know, it's been a moment. You know, all of us are teary right now. <laughs> but that's why I love what I do. I get the opportunity to be able to really help people and change lives. And that's why you should be proud. Let me tell you, this is what you should show on Twitter. This is, you should go here, let Twitter go crazy because they want to tell us how about all these nasty things, all these things that are not going well, all these things that don't matter. You know, but the other day they said they were discovering on Twitter. I said, who cares? I'm into changing lives. People that talk don't change anybody. I'm into changing lives. And that's all I do. If you don't understand me, too bad. You didn't send me, though. Praise God. I'm never bothered because if people made you, they can destroy you. But when you're God-made, it makes no difference at all. Praise God. And Vicky's mom is somewhere, right? You know, Vicky's mom is right there with the red hair tie. You know, she's always hiding somewhere over there. Praise God. And Vicky's sweetheart is somewhere next to her. You know. Praise God. Focus. I love what she closed. They said that I just know God really loves it. What about if she said this story and Vicky was not in the service? What about if she was in the third service and not in the service? That's what the Bible said. The step of a righteous man are ordered. Ordered by the Lord. Trust it that God loves me, you can fall. Right? I, I, I praise God. Just to let you know, ne- next week Sunday's Thanksgiving service, make sure you are gorgeously dressed. Let's